Inspiring stories, practical applications. Doing ministry well. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash doingministrywell. Aloha, everyone, and thank you for checking into another episode of Doing Ministry Well. Got another living room session going on. Only have the overhead fan on, and it is boiling hot here in Hawaii, but that's how much we love you guys. We're not running any fans so that you don't hear fan noise. But I am joined here with uh, Christian Fox. Christian, thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, you're welcome. It's good to be here. Yeah, Christian, I think uh, my memory of our time together is uh, I was leading worship and having a worship practice, and we were playing To the One by Harvest Boshta. That's right. And uh, you had your ukulele with you, and that's you right. came in, and we jammed out that song but then we like decided to put a little reggae breakdown in it yeah that was so fun yeah yeah that was awesome that yeah we jammed it out and then i think that was the time that um someone was here for worship that knew harvest and uh videotaped it and sent her that 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 reggae breakdown so that's so cool. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh christian tell me a little bit about yourself how long you've been in ministry and uh what you're doing right now Okay, well, um, man, I, I've been in ministry probably, you know, before it was called being in ministry, like yeah. when I was 15, 16, being mm-hmm. super involved in um, youth group, but I would say probably 18, 19-ish, mm-hmm. uh, my my youth pastor would have to go on trips and he would ask me to, you know, speak on a Wednesday night to the youth group, hmm. small, 20 people or whatever, but... Yeah. So, and what, I'm 40 now, so 20, 20 years maybe. Awesome. I've been involved in church ministry or in missions in some way. Mm-hmm. And so it's been quite a while. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. What, are you, uh, what are you busy with right now? What are your... Uh, currently, uh, I live on the Big Island, mm-hmm. Hawaii, and working with Youth with a Mission. Mm-hmm. And I'm involved in a couple different things. So uh, I get a lot of opportunities to teach here in Hawaii and internationally on different topics, um, like whether it's different books of the Bible, Kings or Romans or whatever, get to speak um, to young people about the Holy Spirit on worship, hearing God's voice, and you know, it's just something I love to do, something I'm passionate about, to actually see, you know, the light bulbs go off in, in young people or even, even adults. My mom sat in on a session one time and, yeah. you know, and I could see she had ne- just never looked at the Bible that way or right. never heard anyone talk That's awesome. about a certain topic and was like, oh, I've never thought of that and kind of, hmm. you know, and I think, you know, teaching and, and doing those sorts of things, is, it's great for me, but it is like to see young people get passionate about the Word of God hmm. Um, and ministry and worship is, I mean, it just makes what I do yeah. glorious, you yeah. know, is really seeing people transform, taking that so much so they want to tell others about it. Right, right. So so besides teaching, are you also involved with, with some worship stuff? What else do yeah. you got going on? I, I play quite a bit of worship, and, and we actually, I'm part of this thing we're calling a music collective because we don't know what else to call it. Yeah. <clears throat> and... I have, uh, basically what the music collective is, is taking a bunch of musicians uh, from whether they're, they want to do a prayer room like Kansas City or they just want to play out at hotels or, or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. But really what it is, it's a diverse group of artists and worshipers that exist 
to know God and make him known from all nations to all nations. Hmm. So we really want to have where we, we have people from Cambodia come and they're writing music, their own music. Right, right. You know, and, and so we really want to try to get uh, music theory, teaching the legit basics of music, but then also have expressions from all styles, from all cultures, from all people. Hmm. And that's kind of our goal right now. So awesome. it's in the beginning phases, but we think it could be something really huge. Yeah, that's cool. Um, is there a website up for that yet? Or is there anything, if people were interested in checking that out, how they can get involved? I think you could go to um, uofnkona.edu. Okay. And the first thing we're really doing is running a discipleship training school. Mm-hmm kind of alongside a discipleship training school in January. Okay. And so we'll kind of combine teachers for the main part, but then on the extra parts of the school, the, our music guys will be writing music, learning, recording, different things like that. So awesome. that'll be kind of the kickoff January. If you go to the website, look up music DTS yeah. or something like that. Cool. All right. Yeah. I'll make sure to put a link in the podcast okay. notes for that. Um, yeah, over over your uh, twenty years in ministry, what would you say the highlight of your ministry has been? You know, it's funny. I can't ever give a highlight. Yeah. Every time someone asks me for one, I always think of so many. Sure. If it's okay, can I give you a couple? Absolutely. All right, perfect. I think the first one I thought of as being around in early, well, probably eighteen, and we went to Colombia, South America, mm-hmm. and it was one of my first opportunities to actually preach. And so we were at the soccer stadium, and like 800 people showed up. I was scared to death. <laughs> and But I said, man, I, I think I want to do this. Yeah. And so I remember preaching, and oh, it's just an amazing time. The lights went out in the middle of it, you know, <laughs> but we just pushed through. And then, you know, during the days, we just visited people's houses, talked to them, gave them food or whatever. And I can re- distinctly remember that trip. I said, this is what I want to do for my life. Hmm. You know, this is it, man. And so... As a highlight, because I think that's what really pushed me off into wanting to do ministry. Um, that was that was it. That was the trip. Um, I mean, another another thing is um, a highlight would be like there's been a few times where I've either taught somewhere or had an interaction with somebody, and then you know, five years, eight years later, we got a letter from them hmm. and just said, you know what, this is. You know, you knew me, I was kind of messed up, you know, whatever, but this is what I'm doing now, and you had a big part in that. Hmm. Thank you, you know, for, for serving God and doing what you do, sacrificing, because it's made a difference in my life. That's awesome. You know, and I think it's rare that we get those letters, right. but I think when you do, you just kind of go, oh, that, yes, this is why I do it, yeah. you know. Thanks or not, but it's it's really cool. that You know, so I, I've had one person that said that and it was just like this that's amazing yeah, yeah. to hear that sort of thing yeah then so, another one let me add one yeah, more yeah yeah funny. let's hear it let's hear it i was in detroit doing an uh outreach on the streets helping this church in detroit and i was talking to this homeless guy and you know i mean no nobody's really wanting to talk to the guy I and mean, we all know it's kind of uncomfortable for a lot of people and, and i mean it was for me too and so i, I was just trying to love the guy mm-hmm. you know and talked to him, and, and he really, like, started crying and was like, man, thank you so much for just sharing your life with me, mm-hmm. not not being afraid to get up to me. And so, and he gave me this big hug and then 
kind of gave me this weird uh, kiss sort of thing <laughs> on my neck. It's the most awkward thing right. ever, but at the same time, you know, it was one of those things where where we look at it and we just go, man, if you, if you really just love people where they are, mm. who they are, it, it can transform their lives. And it was so awkward, but I knew <laughs> that it was, but really, you know, he walked away like amazed that I, I actually took time and related with him and got close to him, you know, so right, right. kind of those are some highlights, I think. Yeah, yeah, awkward kisses. Yeah, right. awkward kisses, a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's so cool that you've um, you've gotten you know some response years later about your impact um, on people. Um, yeah, I think ministry is hard. I, I I talk about kind of just like loving waxing my car because you can step back and see a tangible difference. That's so, right. Yeah, I just want to encourage any of our listeners, man. If there's someone that has impacted you, let that person know. And I, yes. I just think you know Christians here talking about how that's the highlight of his ministry is yeah. getting this one letter. So listeners, if there's been someone that's really impacted you, uh, please let that person know. And I, I just believe that that encouragement will really fuel their fire to continue uh, doing ministry well. So, For sure. um, yeah, the flip side of that Christian, what's been your biggest struggle in ministry and how have you overcome that? That was an easy one to remember. <laughs> I think probably the biggest struggle for me in ministry is when, when something happens that really challenges the core of who you are, hmm. your faith, and not that you would really give up or, or turn your back on God, but, but it really challenges everything that you've ever believed. You know, hmm. it's, I, I, oh, oh, I believe God is faithful, but something happens in the natural, and you just go, I don't know if I see that right now. Right. And yet you have to keep getting up and leading people. Hmm. And worship or preaching or giving people the hope of Christ but but while you're sitting there going oh, my world's falling apart in, right. a, in a way you know we had an experience with someone in my family got falsely accused of, of some things and I just remember sitting in my chair crying and my wife coming in and I'm just like does God care does God really care like yeah. I, I don't know but in all of that the overcoming part of that is that the more, um, you know, I had just been studying the scriptures, you know, and if I didn't have revelation from the scripture for myself that said, God is faithful, mm. because I had that, I could, I could not actually turn and give up, mm. because it was a true revelation that I had had through study, and you know, like we call it the, the Logos, the Word of God, the, the real scriptures. It's like that is what kept me going. Hmm. Reading the just the truth, no matter what I saw, no matter what I thought, it was going back and saying, what is the character of God through the scriptures that he's given us? Hmm. And that just kept me going. And on the other side of that, as, as some of us charismatics like to call the Rhema Word of God, the, mm-hmm. like the Holy Spirit and, and the Spirit of God living within us, so it's kind of both. I had the Word of God to go look at His character, and then I had, you know, what I would call just just the Holy Spirit mm. encouraging me. It says He's our Comforter, mm-hmm. He's our Teacher. Yeah. And without that, I, I really, you know, I would have given up a long time ago. But, yeah. but 
those two things, I think, really getting into and just looking at what is the truth. The Bible's the truth. What does it say about God? That's what I'm going to believe hmm. instead of what maybe my emotions and all of the nonsense going on tells me. But I think that's kind of the biggest struggle I've had and yeah. my only way that I've overcome it. Hmm. is cheesy or whatever it may sound, that is the, the truth of the matter. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Was there a certain passage... Uh, of scripture that, that really, really helped you through that season? Yeah, there's one in Timothy. I want to get the verse reference wrong, but it says, it basically goes through a short list and it says, even though we're unfaithful, he's faithful. Hmm. You know, and, and the fact that it doesn't matter whether I'm all over the place getting tossed back and forth, he's, he's constant. Hmm. Yeah. He's faithful. And I just kept going back to that. No matter what I felt, He's not changing. He's the same. Faithful, faithful. Hmm. And, and that pushed me through it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Christian, what are, what are three practical steps uh, that you could share with our listeners on, on how to do ministry well? Okay, number one, um, rest. Mm, good. <laughs> you know, I, I literally rest, uh, and turn off the phone, get off the computer, you know, whatever whatever gives you life. I'm, if it's sitting around all day, do that. Hmm. If it's reading a book, if it's going on a hike and just looking at creation, surfing, lots of things like give us rest. Mm-hmm. But I know so many times as ministers, we're, when we're with our family or we're with friends, we're getting texts and emails <laughs> of things that have to be done. and Just overwhelming, but to really just say, you know what? I need to rest physically. Hmm. And the other thing I say with rest, uh, with that is the more that we, you know, if our, if our cup is running low as far as spending time with the Lord, mm-hmm. whether that's through scripture, whether that's listening to worship music, um, I always say we need to be ministering out of an overflow, hmm. not ministering when our, when our cup's almost to the bottom and trying to squeeze every last <laughs> drop out of what we have, but... If we get those times of rest and fill our, constantly are filling ourselves up personally, mm-hmm. then when we minister, we overflow and we don't run dry. Hmm. So physical, literal physical rest, but also rest as in get, get in with the scriptures or with worship, whatever, the Holy Spirit, whatever refreshes you spiritually, do a lot of that, hmm. so, that so that you're overflowing, not, you know, empty right and burning out constantly right so that's one yeah let, let's let's expand on that a little okay. bit what is the perfect day of rest looks like specifically for you what are you what are you really aiming for on that day of rest um usually it's going to be spending time with my wife and kids mm-hmm. you know uh, i love in the evening going to the beach mm-hmm. and just it's not crowded but just looking at the ocean as the sun going down and mm-hmm. The wind kind of blowing and just kind of <sighs> breathing in, like you know, I'm 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 an artist, so you know I I love creation. Really getting out in the ocean really refreshes me because I just look at creation and think this is amazing, and and then just spending time with my kids, laughing and yeah, you know whatever it could be at the beach, it could be at home listening to music dancing around our living room, mm-hmm. you know, but there's something about being with my wife and kids and just, and nothing else, put my phone down, mm-hmm. 
not concerned if it rains being present in that moment just really gives me the ability and strength to, to Monday morning get up and go right. hardcore yeah. all week <laughs> knowing I can have a, a Saturday or a Sunday that's just chill with my with my family. Right, that's awesome. Um, and then the second part of that, you were just talking about making sure that your cup's filled up. Yeah. What, what's the process look like for you to make sure that you're getting filled up? For me, I, I again, I think I love listening to music. Yeah. And so I sit down in a room or whatever, I put on some music that I love and sit back, close my eyes, sing along or just listen. And, you know, I get, I get done and I just feel like, oh, man, okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's either that, I kind of have a dichotomy. I, I, I love worship and the, all that sort of thing, but I also really just love reading scripture, not studying it, because mm-hmm. that starts going into the work mode. Right, right. But really just being able to read some, the, the Psalms or mm-hmm. whatever, and, and just express emotion to the Lord. Yeah. And it just sort of gives me an outlet hmm. to be able to refresh myself. You know? hmm. That's awesome, that's awesome. Cool, what, uh, what's that second tip that okay, you Okay, the second one is, uh, I thought of as being authentic. Hmm. Do ministry well, I think first be authentic to yourself, meaning know your strengths, know your weaknesses, be honest about it to yourself. Yeah. Um, know your, your values and make sure that, that your behavior and your actions line up with your values. Mm. Um, because I think people can read us like a book. Yeah. You know, if we're working out of our weakness, they know it's our weakness. Right. If, we're, if we really believe something but act different, they see it. Yeah. But to be authentic, and I think people really appreciate, whoa, this guy in ministry actually, you know, struggles with this or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like, I don't think people judge us like we can't be holy anymore because of that, you right. know. Um, and, uh, I mean, my wife and I have just taken a, a stance from the beginning to just be open and honest with other people. So not authentic to myself, but also with other people. And mm. just saying, I made a mistake. Mm. Being okay as a, a leader to repent mm. and ask for forgiveness. And I found that in no way people don't look at me negative. They usually say, I've never had a leader apologize or repent. And that's mm. amazing. Wow. And so I think being authentic with, with those around you and yourself um, it's a real important thing in doing ministry well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then the third one uh, is to value people. Hmm. And I think a lot of times when we get in ministry, people start becoming part of a machine that we can use and we need and that sort of thing. But to really value people, and I think all of us, again, that have been in this a while or if you're just getting started, you know, little things like don't act rushed if somebody's coming up and wanting to talk to you. Obviously, they respect you in a way. We've all been there and people are looking around and we feel right. like we're not valued. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this guy doesn't really care. Right. You know, so valuing, be a safe person that they can really express the good and the bad and the ugly, mm-hmm. but know that you're not going to just come at them with the craziness of looking down on them, whatever. Mm. You know, encouraging them. Another thing I really like that I've seen other mentors do to me is 
I've shared something with them, and then even three months later, they'll say, hey, you know, I remember us sharing that. How's that going? Right, right. You know, or encouraging me. Yeah, you said you, you were doing this. How'd that go? Right. It's like, whoa, he remembered. Yeah, that's huge. You know, but I, I think all of us want to be valued, and I think doing that, it just, as far as ministry, I think it can really draw people to what we're doing, mm-hmm. and then it, I think it also just teaches them how do you minister well. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Rest being authentic and valuing people. That's right. Yeah, those are solid. Yeah. Um, Christian, what's been inspiring you lately? Has there been a, a, a resource or um, I hope you're going to talk about music a little bit. Um, so maybe you can be thinking about that. But I'd love to hear just like musically what's inspiring you. But other than that, what's... Okay. Other than that, first, I mean, you know, John Maxwell, as far as leadership, hmm. has such amazing books. I mean, there's tons of them. So I love that. Um, I found a guy named Michael Hyatt, H Y A T T. I mean, he's just a great blogger, but has some great leadership stuff and even business, like all sorts of things. But he's a Christian guy and throws in some good leadership principles from the Bible, sneaks them in there. I mean, you know, one thing I I don't want to say it's a trend, but something that I've really been thinking about as an idea is this idea. I don't think it's new. But kingdom communities, hmm. not like a commune, <laughs> right. but really like, and I think this goes back to my idea of valuing people too, but I, this idea of, of not trying to do everything on our own, hmm. even if it's teaching. Yeah. I, just, I just taught here in Honolulu and I asked my friend to come because I just thought, man, how amazing is it to have a friend teach and how much more rich it can be doing mm. things in community. Yeah, And looking at the church and the people in the church, not as just church goers that go with me, but like real community. And real community loves each other. And mm. will, you know, when a, a, a mother needs help with a Christmas tree, you know, it's like, man, I'm going to go buy her a Christmas tree because mm. she's part of my family. She's my community. But I think we talk about it a lot, but don't actually live it out yeah. all the time. And so I've just seen that kind of coming back with this, with our generation, the younger generation, just really not wanting to do this thing alone and not just talking about how we're community, right? but really, really living it out. And I, we could go for a whole another <laughs> session on what that looks like, but I think most people will know what I'm talking about when yeah. I say that. Yeah. Um, but that's been a real, real big, big thing for me is community. It's and really living it out, really looking at the people around you hmm. and, you know, saying if that was, if that's my mom, what would I do? Or if that's right. my sister or brother or my wife or yeah. my kids, how would I act when they ask me to do something? And, right. And doing it to somebody you barely know, but because they're in our kingdom, in the kingdom, in the community that we're in, you know? Right. That's so. good. That's good. How about, uh, how about musically? What, uh, what's been... What have you been listening to lately that's that's that you're loving? Uh, I only listen to Christian music because I got to say that. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Ministry podcast. That's right. Ministry podcast. You can't I can't right. say anything else. Were no, you I, being authentic there to no, yourself? No, I'm not. <laughs> Call me on it. Uh, <laughs> um, music. Oh gosh. I thought you would have had this right away. Well, you know the thing is, I, I'm really starting to listen to more and more yeah 
and value more and more styles and of music than I used to. You know, mm-hmm. I used to listen to, oh, say, uh, Dave Matthews or, mm-hmm. you know, Ed Sheeran or somebody like that that I just think musically is yeah. just unbelievable. Songwriter, melodies, uh, musician. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I've gotten more into like, whoa, you know, what's this whole jazz thing about? Mm-hmm. What is blues and some, some Latin style music? Um, just trying to really appreciate the musicianship and stuff of other styles of music. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's a hard one because I'm, I'm really starting to kind of get into stuff that I never really listened to. Sure. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. Awesome. So. Cool. Well, Christian, thanks so much for being on the show. Would you just take yes. some time to close us out and pray for our listeners? Oh, for sure. <clears throat> Thank you for having me come oh, in. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, so, Jesus, this asks for each one of us that desire to commit our lives to ministry, that uh, you would give us just the strength to love deeply, that you would give us the ability to love you intimately, uninhibited, just with our whole lives and our whole heart, and then through that and out of that love, be able to love our neighbor the same way that you love them. And... Uh, just as we love and follow you, that you would help us minister well to your people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, we don't want glory and fame for ourselves, but like Solomon asked for wisdom in Kings, wasn't for him, it was because he wanted to know how to govern your people. And so just help us, give us wisdom and insight to those you've created inside the church and outside the church of how we can best meet them and their need where they are, just as you would if you walked on this earth. So bless all these guys that are listening to this podcast, that you would give them uh, visions for the future of their ministry, there's unbelievable things that they would believe for because you can do it. And that we just see uh, all of us who are in this ministry doing things the best we can for your glory. Amen. Amen. All right, Christian, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources mentioned on this episode. To find out more about Doing Ministry Well, check out our website, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or a suggestion on who we should interview next, email us at doingministrywell at gmail.com. To find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at www.jimjessbaker.com. That's www.jimjessasinjessicabaker.com. All links are Amazon affiliate links and help us out when you make a purchase through them.